0: in this pulpit that God does not care about your past, and that is true, but I have come to declare to you today that neither does the devil. You would think that he does because he's always bringing it up, and he's trying to throw it in your face, but he doesn't care about your past. The devil is not concerned with any blessing or move of God that you have had in the past. All he cares about is keeping you from having one in the future. The devil wants to sever the power connection that you have through and to the Spirit of God. The devil doesn't care what we believe or what we know. He is concerned with separating us from our power source. Amen. Oil was discovered on some Oklahoma property belonging to an elderly Indian. All of his life he had been poverty stricken, just eking out a living, and the discovery of oil had suddenly made him a very wealthy man. The first thing he bought was a very big Cadillac. He wanted the longest car in the country, so he added four spare tires onto the trunk. He would dress up in his new clothes every day. He would take his Cadillac into the hot, dusty town nearby. He wanted to see everyone, and he wanted everyone to see him. He was a friendly old soul, so when he was riding through the town, he would turn in all directions to wave at all the people as he rolled by. Interesting enough, he never ran into anybody or anything. The reason for this was that directly in front of that big beautiful auto that he uh, had purchased, his wonderful shiny Cadillac was two horses harnessed to it, pulling it. There was nothing wrong with the car's engine. It was because the old Indian had never learned to drive it. (laughs) He had never learned how to insert the key into the ignition and turn it on. Under the hood was 100 plus horsepower, ready and willing and raring to go. But the old Indian was content to use the two horsepower hooked to the front of the car let me just say this the devil gets really happy or as happy as the devil can get because he's pretty miserable but he gets really happy when he can keep the believer chugging along in their christian life on a two horsepower faith level come on somebody he gets really happy when he can keep you at a low spiritual rate of power he's okay with you coming to church as long as you don't get really plugged in He's okay with you praying as long as it's just before your food and that's it. Come on, somebody. I can tell it's going to be interesting today. Amen. Here's here's the deal. When you live on that kind of faith, your spiritual progress gets slowed down to, at best, a crawl. And this is what the devil is after in spiritual warfare against us. Look, I came to pull the, the mask off today. I came to show you some things that have been behind the scenes. And you've been wondering, why am I dealing with this? Why am I going through this? And here's why. Because you're, you're severed from the power source. You've got to stay connected to the power source. Now, I know if you're following along today, amen, you're, you're saying... Pastor, you don't, you're not really even on what your title is. Just hold on. Just wait for it. 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. For those of you that want me to have a text, here we go. Are you ready? You can stand. That's fine. If you want to stand, you can stand. We're going to stand. We'll stand for the reading of the Word of the Lord in honor to His Word. 1 Corinthians 2, 1, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I was with you in weakness. This is the Apostle Paul. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. That doesn't sound like a good man of God to me. Weakness and fear and much trembling. I mean, would you guys be okay if I (laughs) came... Right? That's what he said. Weakness and fear. much, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Amen. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God of God. Now, one more scripture before you're seated. Romans 10, 17. So then, we just heard that our faith needs to stand in the power of God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So then, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And your faith shouldn't stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Are you with me? Lord, God, speak Your Word into our hearts and our lives, and God, no matter how bad I mess up the words, I pray, God, that Your message would get through, Lord, to those that are here today, and that they would be inspired to let their faith stand in Your power and Your power alone, and God, that You would give us what You have promised today. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, Amen. 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 You may be seated. We must operate in the demonstration. Somebody say, demonstration. Of the Spirit. We must operate in the demonstration of the Spirit. The world is not, I'm I'm just going to be honest with you, the world is not impressed with our speech. They are not impressed with our rhetoric. They are not impressed with our stories. Amen. The world is not impressed with, with words that lack the demonstration of the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why you can know the Bible from back to front. You can be able to quote it and reference it. And and you know everything that it says. But if you're not connected to the power source, you're missing the spirit behind the Word. Amen. You need to be connected to the power source. So what does that mean, Pastor? What does it mean to, to operate in the demonstration of the Spirit? I, I want us to get to the place, and we will get to the place. God has promised we would get to the place where people are being healed regularly. Where, where we, we just come in and be like, I wonder who's getting healed today. I wonder what new need is going to show up today amen we are going to operate in the demonstration of the spirit to get to the place where the holy ghost is being poured out every week and not just here in this building come on somebody you're going to be in the walmart parking lot praying for somebody and they're going to receive the holy ghost you, come on somebody you're going to you're going to walk into walgreens and somebody's going to say would you pray for me and you're going to pray for them and they're going to receive the holy ghost That's what the Bible says. These signs shall follow them that believe. Come on, somebody. You're going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. You're going to pray for people and they're going to begin to speak in new tongues. Hallelujah. That's the demonstration of the Spirit. And I have had confirmation from God that we are going to have indisputable proof of God moving in this place. The, the time is too short. We, we, cannot, uh, we cannot just take it easy now and kind of coast into heaven. Amen. We have got to be violent about this. We have got to be serious about this. We have got to realize it's going to take being connected to the power of God on a daily basis. There are two ways that you can use power. It can be unleashed or it can be harnessed. You can drop an atomic bomb And you can watch as raw power is unleashed. Or or, or you can harness the power of the atom. And it can produce enough energy or make enough electricity for entire states. Are you with me? On the day of Pentecost. On the day that uh, you were filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. uh, This is what happened. Okay. On that day. The burst of power was evident by the tongues of fire. But when you receive the Holy Ghost, what happened was it controlled the release of that power because the people, it caused the people of God to be able to go great distances and affect many lives as the power was manifest in them. So, what happens when you get the Holy Ghost is the Holy Ghost begins to work in you, and that power is now harnessed. Right? It's harnessed, and it's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. Why? Because of the power that worketh in us. Well, I don't feel very powerful. That's because you're not connected. Well, look, don't get mad at me. I promise you it's going to end better than it has begun, okay? But you've got to be connected. I, I can't stress this enough. This is why fasting and prayer is so important. Amen. This is why separating yourself from all of these worldly things. Amen. You say, well, I didn't think eating was a worldly thing. Uh, well, you know, it's not necessarily a worldly thing, but every once in a while you have to not eat. Push away the food. Why? Because it gets a hold of your flesh lickety split. Amen. Right there. You know, I was, I was telling somebody this week because we did a little fast and I was telling somebody I was, I was really getting hungry. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Anybody been hungry recently? I was really hungry. And I was, I'm telling you, I was drinking water like it was going out of style. I was just, I was drinking that water. And I was telling my flesh, I was talking to my flesh. I I literally did this out loud. And I was like, flesh, you don't run me, I run you. (laughs) Flesh, you're not the boss of me. I'm the boss of you. (laughs) you. I am gonna have my breakthrough. I'm not gonna. You're. You are subject to me, flesh. That's what I was saying. You know what my flesh said? And I, I'm not. God is my witness. And as I was telling my wife the story, my flesh started doing it against him. flesh does not want you come on somebody your greatest enemy is not the devil it's your flesh that's why fasting comes in handy because you can kill that flesh amen you can make that flesh come under subjection to the spirit of God that's on the inside of you so that's what I'm talking about when I say you can harness the power of the Holy Ghost why because some of you have addictions that you need to rise above Amen. Some of you need healing in your body. And guess what? The Holy Ghost power is at work in you. Amen. Jesus' blood was shed for you. Come on, somebody. You've got access to that power. You, the greatest resource on the planet. You have access to it through prayer, through fasting, through getting closer to God. You've got to stay connected. you're not connected you're going to feel powerless and you're not powerless greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world amen i i I know that i say those kind of things a lot and you hear me say that but it's so true there's nothing more powerful than what's inside of you there's no demon in hell that's stronger than you there's no sickness come on somebody there's no cancer i don't care what the situation is there's nothing that's greater than he that is in you Everything that the devil's trying to tell you, it's a lie. He's a, he's a liar. Come on, somebody. He's the father of lies. He's trying to get you off track. He's trying to get you off course. You just stay connected to the power source. You stay connected to him. Amen. We all go through troubles. We all go through trials. But God has given us power. Remember Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. We will receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon us. You have power. Look at your neighbor. Tell them. say, you have power. Yes. You have power. Come on. You're, you're living powerless right now. I know some of you, you feel like, Pastor, I came into this place and I've been beat down. You are not powerless. You have power. Yes. Hallelujah. Let me introduce you to somebody in the Bible that you may have never heard of. How many of you want to learn something you've never heard before, probably? All right, good. All ten of you are going to learn today. Yes. 1 Chronicles 7, 20 to 23 in the New King James reads like this The sons of Ephraim were Shuthala, Barad his son, Tahath his son, Elda his son, Elada his son, uh, Tahath his son, Zabad his son. I'm probably butchering the names, but that's okay. Shulethala his son, and Ezer and Eliad. And the men of Gath who were born in that land killed them. Get this, because they came down to take away their cattle. Then Ephraim, their father, mourned many days. They went to, the men of Gath came down, wanted their cattle, so they killed them. That's what happened. Then Ephraim, their father, mourned many days, and his brethren came to comfort him. And when he went into his wife, she conceived and bore a son, and he called his name Bariah, because tragedy had come upon his house. Anybody ever heard of Bariah before? A few of you, good. All five of you, three of you. The rest of you, you're learning about Bariah for the first time. Bariah means son of sorrow and much trouble. Ephraim's sons are killed by the men of Gath for their cattle, and after this, Bariah, the son of sorrow and much trouble, is born. But that's not the end of the story. 1 Chronicles chapter 8 and verse 13, and the very next chapter reads: And Bariah and Shema. Who were heads of their fathers' houses and in the inhabitants of Ahijalon, who drove out the inhabitants of Gath? Come on, somebody! It's gonna, it'll just, it's coming. Wait till it lands. Here it is. Even in your trouble and in your sorrow, God is birthing something to drive your enemy away from you and your family. I know you've had trouble. Uh, come on, somebody. I know you've been going through it, but even in your trouble, God is birthing something. I know you've had trouble, but even in your trouble, God is birthing something. I know you, you don't like what you're going through, but even whatever it is, God is birthing something in you right now. Woo! The devil wants to make you think that you are stuck where you are and things are always going to be miserable. But God is doing something in you, even in your sorrow, even in your trouble. We need to stay connected to the source of our power, which is Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. You can be seated. We must be powerful every day, every service. We must have discipline and dedication in order to keep our connection with God. So guess what? Some of you are like, whew, we made it through that fast. Whew, we made it through that 24-hour prayer chain. Hope Pastor doesn't pull that on us again quick. Well, guess what? There's sign-up sheets in the back. This is what's going to happen from now on until God deals with me otherwise. We're, gonna, we're all going to take a fast day. You say, I'm going to take a fast day. You're going to take a fast day. And if you can fast one meal, fast that meal. If you can fast the whole day, go for the whole day. If all you can do is fast your coffee and tea that day, or Mountain Dew, or whatever it is, look, that's a sacrifice. I understand. Look, I, look you, you are not telling me something I don't know. I've got kids. Put those kids on a fast. I know I'm speaking foreign language here to some of y'all. Put those kids on a fast. You, you saw my daughter up here singing today on the praise team. Amen, God is using her. But you know what? She fasted this week and she spent a two-hour prayer shift here praying for this church and praying for you. (laughs) She's not a perfect kid. But I'll tell you what, she's trying to be connected to the power source. You can get your kids connected. Come on, somebody. You might as well get them connected now. They're going to be connected to something, so get them connected now to the power source of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm sorry. I, didn't, I don't mean to brag on my kids. I'm just, I'm just telling you like it is. You can take away the Xbox and the PlayStation for a day. You can tell them, come on, we don't need that today. We're going to pray. We're going to talk to God. We're going we're to talk about the things of God. Amen. We're going to sing some songs together. Come on now. Amen. Sometimes we just like to, we do a little praise dance, you know, at the house. The kids, we, y- 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 y'all wouldn't even believe. But it takes discipline, amen, and dedication. So guess what? Every day of the week from Monday to Saturday, somebody in this church is going to be fasting. We're not going to break that chain. Amen, we're going to fast Monday to Saturday, every day. And probably once a month, at least every two months, we're going to do a three-day fast just like we just did. But every Saturday, until God deals with me otherwise, from from 6 a.m. until midnight, every Saturday, two-hour shifts. And if you, somebody, somebody told me, said two hours, not long enough. Before we, before we did this, I had a lot of people saying, what am I going to, how am I going to pray that long? I, I don't, I don't know if I can do two hours. But then I had a lot of people come to me afterwards and say two hours wasn't long enough. I, I, I could have kept going. You know why? Because when you get into the presence of God and you get connected to the power source, it changes your whole perspective on everything. Amen. So so you you say, I don't know what I'm... Look, I I walked in this place. I saw some people praying. I walked in uh, 4 o'clock in the morning. Was it 4 o'clock? 2 o'clock in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning. I I walked in at 2 o'clock in the morning and three men in this sanctuary. I'm telling you, man, I was moved to tears. Three men, hands lifted, praising God, asking God to move on our church. There's something powerful about that. Being connected to the power source. Amen. Man, and then for another two hours, I I watched two young men, my two nephews and uh, Jordano was here with us. And all four of them, I thought these guys would fall asleep. They were all praying. Amen. Amen. Men stepping up and praying through the night for this church. Hallelujah. Amen. I want to say it one more time. The devil is not worried about your past anointing. He wants to keep you from being powerful And being used in your future. You might have gotten the Holy Ghost before. He's not worried about whether or not you had the Holy Ghost. He's he's just trying to keep you from being active in the Holy Ghost. He's not. If you've been used by God to lay hands on people and see them healed. Or pray people through to the Holy Ghost. Or you've been used to teach a Bible. He doesn't care what you did in the past. He just wants to keep you from doing it in the future. Well... Pastor, you don't understand. I got, my life is so busy and I got so many things going on and you're disconnected from the power source. So you can do all that stuff and you can get to heaven and say, God, I did all these things. I raised all this money and paid all this in and and everything's good and hallelujah, what a thought, amen. And then you get to heaven and He says, I don't even know you. Because you weren't connected you some somewhere along the way you thought it was all about you and not about me and you got disconnected you started doing things on your own you got to stay connected to the power source and here's why you got to stay connected to the power source in Acts chapter 5 and verse 15 and also chapter 19 and verse 12, we read about people being healed and miracles happening when the shadow of Peter passing by, amen, and the handkerchiefs that touched Peter's body were sent out. These people were snuggling together under Peter's shadow and they missed the point. The point is that the power, the healing, the freeing, life-giving power comes from God and not physical manifestations. Yeah. If I'm repentant, if I'm cleansed, if I'm forgiven, if I'm fully cooperating with God's Spirit, then my prayer for your healing or deliverance is every bit as powerful as whether or not you've been touched by my shadow or given a piece of cloth that once touched me. Well, the power is God's, it's not mine. I'm just a conduit of the power. Whenever I get disconnected from the power source, similar to the moon, if the moon doesn't reflect the sun's light, the moon wouldn't shine. Amen? If I stop reflecting my power source, if I stop being a conduit of God's power in my life, then I am going to be lost. I'm going to miss something. Amen? The power is God's. And I, if I'm not affecting my world, and if you're not affecting your world like Peter and Paul did, it's not your shadow's fault. It's that we aren't allowing God to flow through us totally and completely, no holds barred, no reservations, no hesitations. We just talked about being all in. Yeah. Brother Hemus did an amazing job last Sunday. If you missed it, you need to I'm telling you, you need to listen to the podcast, which is now on the church app. If you don't have the church app, just get the church app. You can listen to the podcast and hear uh, our, our English uh, uh, missionary, Brother. Hemus preaching last Sunday, did a phenomenal job, just phenomenal, amen, and if you really like that, you'll really want to listen to his time in Louisville, because I think he did even better in Louisville than he did here, I, I'm, I'm sorry, but that's just the truth, it was powerful, he talked to, you, you just have to listen to it, it's his testimony, it's, it's powerful, but I do want to encourage you, when you have the power of the Holy Ghost moving inside of you, you have to go all in, and you can't hold anything back, When you stay connected to the power source and the power is trying to get out, you either, this is what happens. (laughs) I know some of you are not as engineering smart as Lisa over here is. But what happens if you have a lot of power going in and nothing coming out? It's going to explode or it's going to jerk back from the power source. Right? Pretty much? Something like that. Don't don't tell me, leave me in my ignorance. If it's not being released, if that power is not being released in some way, it is you are not going to be able to stay connected to that power source that's funneling electricity in. Are you with me? I'm just just simple stuff. Okay, so at some point you have to start letting the power flow. You have to start let come on. You have to be a conduit. You have to open up and let the power flow. If you're not letting the I don't care. I've only been in church a couple days. That doesn't matter. Did you feel the power of God? Well, guess what? Now you have a testimony. And now you can tell somebody, I experienced it for myself. This is the real deal. Amen? This is the real thing. I experienced God's power for myself in my life. We've got to have the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Without the power, we cannot function as people. And we definitely cannot function as Christians. The Amish. Not picking on them. They're awesome people. They have power lines. They run past the villages, but they're not connected. So they do everything by hand. They do everything, and I'm just going to say it, they do everything the hard way. I mean the hard way. Now look, some people are like, yeah, I really like the Amish because they, you know, okay, right, fine. You go build a house without power tools. Go ahead. You will really have a, an appreciation for the Amish after that. They have power lines. The power lines run down their, their lane. Their village is, is, could be easily covered. Just one connection. And then they start spreading it to the buildings. They could all have electricity if they wanted. But they don't. They choose not. be connected to the power source again not trashing the Amish I'm trying to make a a a spiritual connection with you here here's the problem many of us we come to church week in and week out we have the opportunity amen we've got uh, all kinds of opportunities to tap into the power of what God's doing and let his power flow into our life and then let it flow out of our life but some of us choose to stay disconnected so this week we were fasting and praying and I had this experience. I, I, I'm going to just be very honest and transparent with you. Uh, I don't always hear audible voices. I don't always hear uh, God speak in a, uh, you know, audible tone. But I do hear a lot of things that I feel come into my spirit. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You ever had something come into your spirit and then it comes out of your mouth. You're just like, whoa, as you're praying. <laughs> and he's like, man, okay. So... I was praying this week, and uh, i was uh, this was actually during my my two hour shift here and I was praying, and I was just I, you know i'd already been through the tabernacle uh, plan of prayer. I had uh, basically praised God. I had repented. I had prayed for each and every one of you by name. Amen. I had gone through all that, and, and I was getting to the place where I was just, I was starting to thank God, and I was just believing God for great things, and I was starting to declare what God was going to do, and 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 just in my spirit, I just I just was, was talking to God, and I was saying, God, you know, I'm going to speak positive things, and you're going to do great things, and I believe that you're you're able to and I was just you know quoting scriptures and this is what I do right so as I was doing that God spoke something into my spirit and I and I I'm going to be honest with you just bear with me for just a couple minutes because I thought at first I thought you're crazy you're just crazy you haven't had food and you're really tired right now (laughs) here's here's a little clue sometimes God has to wait until we're free from all those other distractions to where he can really just speak clearly But it was so clearly, it was almost too clearly. You know what I'm saying? It was so clearly, I was like, oh, you're making that up. That's what I thought to myself. You're making that up. You're losing your mind. This is what God spoke into my spirit. Now, again, bear with me. He said, I'm going to give you double for your trouble. And I said, wait a second, wait a second. I said, okay, double for... And so, you know, my first reaction was like, "Uh, you're crazy. And then... I started. you know what? I just got done saying I'm not going to be negative. I'm going to be positive. So I started, I started declaring double everything. I was like, God, the insurance company's going to pay us double. God, we're going to double our people. We're going to double our missions offering. God, come on somebody. You said you're going to give us double for our trouble. We're going to see lives change. We're going to see whole families come to God. And I started praying like that. Look, I'm not trying to hype you. Trust me. I'm not trying to hype you. Okay? So sit down. Just a second. So I get done with my prayer shift. I didn't tell anybody. Because, you know, that's a little crazy. And I almost, I was really fighting with God whether or not I should tell you. And so yesterday I was praying again. And I, I was thinking, man, should I, should I share that or not? That, maybe that was just me. Maybe I was just going crazy and... God, you know, if I'm, if I'm going crazy, I don't want to take the church with me. I just want to go crazy all on my own, and nobody will tell me, you know. It'll be fine. And God said, didn't I do it for Job? I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> And the scripture came to my mind, Job 42.10. In the NASB, the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. He said, I'm going to give you double for your trouble. I know you're going through a mess. I know you're going through some stuff. He said, but I'm going to give you double for your trouble. Oh, I know, I know. And so I said, well... Maybe I'm losing my mind. That's what the Word says. Well, I read Isaiah 61, 7, and it was in my wife's Bible reading that day. It said, instead of your shame, you will have a double portion. Instead of humiliation, they will shout for joy over their portion. They will possess a double portion in their land. everlasting joy shall be theirs come on somebody god wants to give you double if you'll stay connected to the power source i know you're going through it right now but don't give up come on don't let go of the power don't don't disconnect cuz if you will stay connected god said i'm going to give you double for your trouble you say what are you talking about job you might as well curse god and die his wife said I don't care if he slays me. I'm still going to trust him. He stayed connected to the power source. And because he stayed connected, God gave him everything twofold. Come on, somebody. God wants to give you double for your trouble today. We just got through talking about uh, uh, the, the, the prophet Elijah saying to Elisha in 2 Kings chapter nine, uh, chapter 2, verse 9, uh, th- they, this whole story. Remember, we just had this in all in. And I said this, but it didn't really, it didn't hit home until I saw this scripture again. (laughs) Let me just rehearse the story real quickly. Elijah says to Elisha, I want you to follow me. Okay, so what does Elisha do? Elisha burns the oxen and he burns the yoke, burns all of his plow equipment. He's not going back. He's basically writing himself out of the family will. He's basically disinheriting himself to follow the man of God. That's trouble. And so for his trouble, what did he ask for? He asked for double. 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 9, And it came to pass, when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, What shall I do for thee before I be taken away from thee? And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And how many of you know How many miracles did Elijah do? Don't know? Anybody? Nobody? Oh, come on. How many miracles did Elijah do? Some of you are getting real nervous. Some of you are Googling it right now. (laughs) How many miracles did Elijah do? Let's figure it out. This is important. I'm, I'm, I'm not giving you the answer. I want you to answer it. I'm, I give you a lot of things. You give me something. Here What? it is. What, what is it? Somebody's got the answer right now. No? You take a guess. Two? No, it's more than two. Three. No, more than three. Are we going to go four, five, six? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Seven. Who said seven? All right, seven. Seven is the correct answer. That's how many Elijah did Elijah did seven notable miracles. Do you know how many Elisha did? Nope. He did thirteen in his life. And then they threw a dead man in on his bones that came back to life. I'd say that's fourteen. God gave him exactly what he asked for. Because he was willing to go through the trouble of disinheriting himself from his family and following after God's will for his life. If you'll stay connected, come on, Elijah told Elisha, if you'll be with me, if you'll stay connected, if you won't, come on, if you'll just follow me, if you'll be with me, if you'll go, if you'll see me when I'm taken, you're going to receive it. And what did he receive? He received that double portion. God said, I can give you double for your trouble, but you've got to stay connected. Some churches have a form of godliness, but they don't have a power connection. Amen. We can't have a form or a fashion and leave out the power. If you want the power of God in your life, you've got to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. If you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost, then you need the power of God working in you. If you have the Holy Ghost, then it has to lead you. Amen. But if you don't have the Holy Ghost, the first thing you need to do is repent. What do I do when I repent? When I repent, I turn everything over to God. I turn to God and I say, God, I'm yours completely. I'm not going to just say that, but God, my life is going to reflect that. You're going to see a change in my heart and in my mind. And I'm not going to be the same way that I was. I'm going to go forward with your help. That's what repentance is. And then when you have repented, you repent daily. It's not just while I'm at church I repent. It's every day I want to be pleasing to God. So I have to repent daily. Paul said it like this. He said, I die daily. And the reason that he had to die daily was because he had to repent every day. He had to make sure his heart was right every day. That's how you stay connected to the power source. If you get up one day and you said, I don't need to repent today. uh Uh-oh, you're in trouble. If you go one day and you say, well, I don't really need to talk to God today. You're in trouble. Why? Because you're disconnected. You know, if my wife and I, if we stopped talking for several days, we would have problems. And then some people wonder why they, they have problems, and they haven't talked to God in a while. I've had people say, Pastor, would you pray for me? I say, yes, but you, can you pray for yourself too? I'm not trying to be mean, but Lord, you need to talk to God. You need to come on, just open up that line of communication with him. Even if it's just a few words, even if it's just a few minutes. Amen. Just open up. You say, Well, I don't even know what to say. Well, what do you what would you say to me? What do you want me to say to him for you? Say it. Come on now. I'm not making you nervous. I want to give you a double for your trouble, he said. I want to give you a double. But if you're not connected, you're going to miss out. Elisha, if you're not there when Elijah gets taken up, you're not going to get that double portion. If you're not willing to stay connected, God's not going to be able to bless you. Well, why is that? Because you're not connected. Right? Disconnecting means you're not connected to the source of the blessing. Right, Amen. You, you want. Sometimes you just want us to wave our hands and poof, it's done. I don't have the power. That's God's power. If you don't want to be connected to it, I can't make you. That's got to be your choice. You have to choose to stay connected. The power is for you. You repent and then you repent daily, and then guess what you do? If you haven't been, today is your day. Look at your neighbor. Tell him, "Today is your day." Tell them like you really mean it. Say today. No, I don't, I don't mean next week or a month from now. Today is your day. You know what you need to do? Jesus Christ was crucified on Calvary. His blood was shed. He was then buried, amen, in a borrowed tomb and he rose again. Everybody knows that, right? That's the gospel, right? The good news of the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Well, guess what? The next step after you die is to be buried. You know what you need to do after you have repented? You need to go into this baptismal tank and you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And I'm not trying to be rude here, but even if you were baptized in titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, there's a more proper way to be baptized. I know Hollywood, you know, every time somebody gets baptized, it's Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You go to a lot of churches, they baptize people, as Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You, you don't hear a key ingredient, a key name. You say, what are you talking about? Well, just read through the book of Acts. Specifically, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 22. Read those chapters. Why? You don't, I didn't get that, Pastor. It's on the live stream archive. It's also on the podcast now. If you didn't get it, go back, listen to it. Eight, 2, 8, 10, 19, 22. Every time somebody was baptized for the first time, the apostles and the early church baptized them the way that Jesus had commanded them to in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost, which we know is the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So you've got to be baptized in the only name that saves you. Acts chapter 4 and verse 12 says neither is there salvation in any other name for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Amen. You've got to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Amen. I'm not discounting if you've been baptized any other way. If they sprinkled you, if they poured water over you, if they, if they you know flung water at you, I don't know. Okay? But if, if, if you were not immersed completely in the water in the name of Jesus Christ, then you have only taken steps towards the right form of baptism. Don't believe me. Read Acts chapter 19. John's disciples had already been baptized. When they found out they needed to be baptized in Jesus' name, they were rebaptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm not making it up, folks. It's in the Bible. Amen. I think I just got deep on some of you. But the power is for you. The power is for you. And ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Amen. The Scripture says the power, the promise is for you. It's for your children. It's for all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The power is for you. And He wants to give you double for your trouble if you'll stay connected to that power source. Amen. We've got to get plugged in we got to get plugged in, folks, from the pulpit to the pew. Everybody, I I talked to our, we had a a praise team practice last night and God moved powerfully at the end of that praise team practice. And uh, I don't know who all else was crying because I was crying, but God was moving. Amen. God's getting ready to do some incredible things, but you've got to stay connected. Amen. Amen. It's not time to be disconnected and, and settle for a form of godliness or settle for partial spirituality in your life. We've got to operate in God's power. We've got to operate in His authority. So this is what I want us to do as you stand with me today. I'm not sure exactly where all of you are in your walk with God. I'm not sure where all of you are as far as your connection today. You, you might have been coming to this church for a long time and, and somebody just coming in today for the first time would look at you and say, oh man, they got it all figured out. No, they probably have out sinned you 10 to 1. Most likely. So don't feel bad about it. You look around, you see people, you say, man, they look like they were put together, they got it all figured out, this is your first time here, and you're like, man, I don't even know. You know what, I'll just be honest with you, some of those people need to get reconnected. So don't feel bad whenever, you know, you come up to this altar today and you say, God, I, I need to be connected. Those of you that you've been here for a while, And you know, hey, there's some things been missing in my life. There's there's some my prayer life has been slipping. My my fasting. I haven't really fasted like I should. I my my flesh is out of control. Nobody ever admits that, right? You don't know when your flesh is out of control until you try to fast. And then you're like, my flesh is definitely out of control. You start thinking about food all the time and thinking about what you're gonna eat. Man, my flesh is out of control. I gotta get control of this. Why? I want to be connected to him. I don't know how this is going to go. I really don't. I don't exact, I don't know he didn't speak specifically or in specifics to me of what double for your trouble means. But I know what I started claiming. And I started thinking about this church and I started thinking about discipleship that's going on and Bible studies that are being taught and the people that are being reached and and, and discipled and brought closer to God. And I thought about it and I said, God, if I can imagine it, if I can picture it, you, you can do far greater than what I can even imagine. But if I can picture, I can see this church doubling in a year. I can see that. Do you know how I can see that? Because if there are 50 people that are discipling 50 people, guess what? Next year we're going to have 100 people. If we've got 75 people that disciple 75 people, the next year we'll have 150 on top of... If God... Look, God's going to... I can't tell you all the things that God is doing. God did a miracle in this church last week. I can't even tell you about it yet. I just can't. He, he's not letting me. But I got, I got church van pictures I can show you. Amen. I got awesome things from other, other people that, that God is doing. I can share those with you freely. But you know what? Well, God is going to do something spectacular if you'll stay connected to Him. He's going to double... Whatever it is, you say, I don't know, I don't know how this is gonna happen. You want your family to be saved? Why don't you claim that today, God? Double for my trouble. That's what you you told Pastor, and then you confirmed it. A few years ago, we were at the apostolic conference. Man of God, Brother Shatwell, came and prayed over me and my wife, and he said, God's getting ready to double you. I forgot about it. My wife remembered. That's weird. That I I would forget and she would remember. It's weird. That's a miracle right there. I want you to know God is getting ready to double. Whatever it is, whatever. If your, your walk with God has been faltering and you just kind of been barely making it by, you're getting ready to double. Amen? You're going to get connected like you've not been connected before so this is what I want you to do with every head bowed and every eye closed I want you to come today if you want the power of God in your life you may have the power of God flowing through you freely but you want more power amen you want the power of God and you want to see double and you want to see increase in your life and you're going through mess and you're going through trouble and you know that the world amen above you is just as real as the one around you amen God doesn't have to wait to get you into a better circumstance to fix you to use you to bless you he wants to do it right now. so come today, step right out of your seat, don't stay where you are, step out of your seat and say God, I want that power today. I want you to double. I want you to increase me. I want to be used by you, God. Hallelujah, come on, just reach your hands up to heaven as you come to this altar and begin to pray and say, God, I surrender myself to you. If it's been a while, say God, forgive me and cleanse me, Lord. I want to be what you want me to be. Hallelujah. come on, some of you need to you need to pray till you speak in tongues again. You need to pray and to you, let loose of that power and let it flow through you one more time. Hallelujah. There is power.